Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Folks, where's Santa? Where's the Santa Claus rally? Is this going to be like 2018 and Santa's going to show up but show up late? the last three trading days is Santa just not coming. Do we all get a lump of coal? Well, to find out we are going to bring back Mr. Dan bird to talk about the Santa Claus rally. Do we have a hope for one and what is going on? Dan, what do you got? So this uh, little picture, this was in my newsletter, this little picture in the upper right. That's where Santa is. <laughs> He's otherwise engaged. Is that what I take from the cartoon? Yeah. He got, he got tangled up in the, in the windmills in California. Go figure. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So does that mean that uh, Santa's not coming? Is that uh, kind of the whole punchline of this? You think? He's well, gonna, we're going to find gonna out tomorrow. Year? We'll find okay. out tomorrow. And the rest and the rest of this week, if this if it doesn't show up this week, then he's not showing up. Yeah, it's, we'll talk we about that we'll four... talk about last week and, and what what this week looks like. Um, this, by the way, this is from my newsletter this week. Did you get a chance to read it? I did not. No, I was I was celebrating okay. Christmas, so I did not read it. So. All right. Well, that's not a good excuse, but <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll do better next week, Dan. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about some of the things I put in there, which are shown here on the slide. But if anybody would be interested in receiving it, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail .com, and I'd be happy to send it out. <clears throat> Especially awesome. this. Um, a lot of what I talked about this week came from a presentation done by some of the Schwab analysts, mm. Lizanne Saunders in particular. Mm -hmm. And this little chart down here on the left is is hers, something that she created. Right. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Here's a bigger view of it. So these are basically what she said was these are the these are the dominoes that fall whenever there's a contraction economic contraction you could you could call that a recession if you want to mm -hmm. one of the things i talked about in my newsletter is that the previous two recessions were basically all at once all in recessions mm. everything happened at the same time and this one is yeah. very this one's different from that this is more of a rolling recession Oh, it's funny that you brought that up. Just this morning on my daily financial news, I highlighted that this was going to be a rolling recession. It was very different. Um, right. So let's talk about that some more. Yeah, this kind of uh, sort of uh, characterizes it. You know, each of these components has been falling one at a time. Yep. And these are all the components, PMI fall, consumer confidence, Price to earnings fall, volatility rises, yield curve inverts. These are all things that have already happened. Financial conditions tighten, housing market deteriorates, GDP contracts, although GDP did really well last week. Mm -hmm. 
Um, ISM manufacturing, this one just turned red, just went under 50. The only two left is the labor market weakening and the earnings growth falls. Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting uh, earnings season, right? That really kicks off kind of like the second, third week of January. Uh, yeah. What what are what are CEOs doing? Uh, I think CEOs in general know that the market expects bad news, so will they use that as an opportunity to kind of kitchen sink or? Uh, well, it's going to be interesting. Do we have that earnings growth uh, recession? Do they set expectations lower? Yes. And that's, and that's still green. Earnings recession is still green. Yeah, hasn't fallen. No. Um, but earnings growth earnings growth is falling. Mm -hmm. um, the earnings projections are still pretty high for next year. They've, they've been coming down, but they haven't come down to where they probably should be. So this is kind of an example of a rolling recession. I mean, what that means is that different parts of the economy are going to slow at different times. And, and some parts will recover even as the rest of the economy is slowing. Exactly. So that's yeah, why it's a very the, the best example. Kind of the best example I have of this is uh, in the world that I talk to my channel about all the time is mortgage and, and housing data, obviously. Yeah. Mortgage collapsed first, right? Uh, refi right. demand came down by the biggest margin, 86%. Purchase demands down 40. We've seen housing transactions crash, roughly speaking, 40%. We've seen multifamily investment fall 75%. Mm -hmm. But I think we're bottoming in all of those things, and those will come back. Next up for me, my wild-ass guess is automotive. I think the new car sales are going to tank that's all uh, that's already started yeah it's going to be reported and then we'll tank even harder uh, yeah so it's going to be just can, an example you can see that you can kind of see that in um, tesla yeah yeah we'll, we'll see one. what happens with tesla see if they can maintain their 40 percent. but i don't think it's tesla only i think it's gm no, it's and ford not. and toyota and i think yeah. it's all of them i think anything that's leveraged uh anything that got uh over its skis in the in the pandemic is, is going to have some pain yeah, that's right. It's it is all of them. Um, so this was let me make this bigger. Thank you. This is last week's economic calendar, and these are the two big ones that I think caused the market to slow down. Great. We had a we had a nice um, gain at the end of the week, but it still was a down week overall. Yeah. And yeah, I, can, I keep telling people we're going to have to watch that initial jobless claims every week. That number has to go over 300,000 uh, for yeah, the Fed going, to feel like they're winning. And it's going the, it's other, going way. the other way. It's going the other way. Yeah. Right. It's still declining and GDP is going up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a, that surprised me. Yeah, that was the third revision to Q3. I did yeah. not see it moving that much. It uh, That's a big move for the third and final it's, revision. It is a big move. And I think that's why the market kind of sold off that day when those two came out in I the agree. morning. I agree. And we ended up with a down week, even though Friday was up. Mm -hmm. um, new home sales actually was a little better than expected. It was. New home sales is that odd number that I, I keep trying to tell my channel every week on. It, it's actually contract signings, not actual closings. It doesn't right. count cancellations. So it's kind of a dirty number. But what I right. will tell you is, uh, it was up 5% on expectations being down 5%. So 
the mm-hmm. net change was that was pretty big, right? So pretty yeah. crazy. Right, exactly. So uh, this is a good example of that rolling recession mm-hmm. idea, and it, it's also a good example of. Can we this... look at next. Can we look at next week? Sorry. Yeah, hang on one one more second. I want to make one more point on this slide, the very last one, which is the oh, NBER, when they yeah. declare a recession. Mm-hmm. They are typically seven months behind in calling the start of a recession. And they're 12 months behind in calling the end of a recession. Yeah, they're yeah, they're notoriously so, late and lag. Right. So, yes. so what that means is when they're calling the end of the recession, the recession is already over. It's already over. Or, or, or maybe has two months left. Um, but this, this again, is why you can't use two consecutive quarters of negative GDP and call it a recession. You, yeah, you could do that in the previous two recessions when everything went into recession at the same time. <clears throat> but you can't do it this time. No, it's very different. I keep, uh, you know, this rule of thumb. Uh, two negative quarters. It worked every year back to 1948. It doesn't always. It's a rule of thumb. Uh, right. As an economist, somebody who studied that there's many factors that go into it. And, I, and I've been telling people in Q1, Q2, it's not a recession, folks. It's not a recession. Uh, but people didn't want to hear it. Well, it could have been a GDP recession. It could have been one of the pieces of the rolling recession. It could have been, but it was. it won't be. I'm guessing it will not be called a recession by the NRB or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, NBER. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, I don't. Nobody knows when they're going to call the beginning and the end. I mean, we don't know that mm-hmm. until the end. So today's an off day. Yeah, I wanted to uh, see the pending home sales because I love how not only do you get the economic metric, but you also give the forecast. Pending home sales is going to be interesting. Yeah, I actually think it might go up. It might be a positive number, a surprise to the upside, because we had interest rates fall. Pending home sales are just that contract signing, not closings. I I think we might be surprised at that number, but we'll see. Hmm. Again, the Fed won't like that. Yeah, Back that, that's interesting because there there still is a um, uh, there's still not enough houses out there. No, inventory's falling, Dan. I don't know if yeah. you know this, but inventory right. year on year is down 33%. Inventory fell week to week, uh, 3%. Uh, yeah, I talk about all these numbers on my daily show. So yeah, it's it's uh, inventory's just not there. Yeah, just uh, as an aside, um, you remember the reluctant rental that I bought? I do. Early, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Bought it for 318 at a time when the market was just exploding. Yeah, screaming. There were 20, 25 contracts on every house. Mm -hmm. Right. So I bought Mm -hmm. it for 318. Mm -hmm. As of probably a month or so ago. Yeah. It was it was valued at 355. Wow. All right. So that's roughly six months. Mm -hmm. Went from 318 to 355. You know what it was this week? It down maybe to three thirty eight, pretty close three twenty eight. Ah, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. There was some froth in the market. It will be very in- for me. These month on month things are nobody sells houses like that. Houses is not stocks or crypto. It right. will be very interesting to see what it is next year. Next year, right, December of twenty twenty three. Right. 
Yes, that, that's that's really the key a year from now. Exactly. That'll be the important thing. Um, by the way, I put this in this week's newsletter. There is a oh, free nice. virtual event on January 7th. Oh, that's nice. Market Vision. vision. This is done by stockcharts.com. Okay. And Tom Boley will be one of the speakers, but not the only speaker. Yeah, and Tom um, Boley is somebody you highly respect. We've talked about him before, so yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm beginning to wonder if Tom Boley isn't um, a little bit confirmation biased. Oh, I like so, that realization. So this is this is his chart from the last Market Vision, mm -hmm. and you can see the date up here is January seventh from last year or this year, 2022. So you can see where the market was. It was at its high. And this is what he was projecting. This is the actual chart that he used in that session last year. He said, the market is getting ready to fall. It's going to go back to the center line right here, okay, which is at about 3,600-ish. Yep. And then it's going to recover. Okay. And this is what actually happened. Came right back to the center line, exactly what he said. So he got that right. But he didn't get the recovery right, no. which which he will readily admit. Okay, I like that. Uh, it I did like it did have a, a big spike. It started to recover right there, but then it went back down and made it a lower low. Mm -hmm. And came back up and we're right back right on that center line again. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what he and the other the others from stock charts say during that. All right. Um, this is, I'm going to put this in next week's newsletter. This is VectorVest. They are also doing a free seminar. I'm going to go there in person because it's in Tampa. Okay. So it's only two hours away from where I am. But there's a, there's a live stream one, and it's free. Nice. So I'll put the link. This is a two-day seminar. You can oh, wow. tune in and watch whatever you want, or they'll send you the recording, and you can take your time if you want to. But I'll put this in next week's if uh, anyone uh, that has the newsletter is interested in attending that. That's free also. By the way, it's freezing cold here. What is freezing, freezing me? 45 degrees. Ooh, that's cold. That's freezing. <laughs> All right. So a lot of what I put in the newsletter was from this. This is Schwab, their 2023 market outlook. This is the one I just talked about. Um, this was actually is from Capital Group which is an interesting chart. <clears throat> and this is a, this goes back to 1950. So this is 72 years, 71, 72 years. All right. And as I've always said, the market is ahead of the economy. So the market will peak before the economy peaks. The market will start falling before the economy starts falling. But I was trying to figure out where we are right now in the cycle. And I think we might be right about at this cycle peak right here. Maybe a little economy. bit past it. Maybe a little past it. Again, when you say cycle peak, you're referring in this case to the economy as a cycle peak. Now, the green is the economy and the right. blue is the stock market. Yeah. I'm just making sure people orient themselves correctly. Yes. Right. Okay. So I think we're just just past, we're, we're well past the stock market peak that mm -hmm. peaked in January of this year. But we are just just beginning the just a little bit past the peak of the economy. Economy isn't quite in a recession yet. So if I if if I take this picture chart and kind of tie it together with 
are my experience with you. Basically, what you're saying is Q1 might be rough for the stock market and the economy. Yeah. Then the stock market recovers in Q2 because it's forward looking. Right. And okay, I got it. Yes, that's what I that's what I'm thinking. And but the the yeah, it's just a guess. Yeah, just a guess. It's a guess, and the worrisome thing, if that is the case, and remember, this is 72 years worth of data here. Yeah. If that is the case, then we've got a lot more to go, even in the stock market. Yeah, I agree. For the downside. Yeah, but you know, I've called 3,200 for a while now. I haven't said it in a while because I've been wrong, but that's where I think we're going. I think we're going to 3,200. Well, I, I said it in the newsletter. I said 3,200 may, may be on the table. Oh, yes. On, awesome. <laughs> based, based on based on this right here. Yeah, I think it's Q1. We'll see. Yeah. yeah the, no, next we'll week, see. the next week or two are going to give us a good sense for that. Do you think there's any hope for a Santa Claus rally a la 2018 where we get a run? Just because? I, I actually don't think so. Um, okay. The reason the reason we got the rally in 2018, the reason we got the the um, decline in 2018 was because the Fed started talking about rate hikes. Yeah, and then they capitulated. And, yeah, and they said they were going to have two rate hikes in 2019. They didn't have any. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they backtracked in December, and then the market took off. And I don't think they're going to backtrack this time. Yeah. So yeah, we could have more downside to go. This is one of the reasons why I'm I'm thinking Tom Boley has some confirmation bias because he's trying to confirm his his call his, his upside thesis, call yeah yeah and although he hasn't quite been proven wrong yet <clears throat> he hasn't been proven right either correct so this okay. is from uh, Fred this is industrial production so this the green one up here where it says cycle peak you can see on the right hand side that that's based on industrial production okay. So these green numbers right here. So if we are right near the, the peak and or a little bit to the downside of the peak, <clears throat> we've got to go, you know, down quite a bit in industrial production. And this is the actual view of industrial production right now. Okay. So, so if this over. is if this is right, then the peak just happened in September. Right. And it's and it's rolling over and just beginning to go on the downside, which would kind of fit in right here. Yep. <laughs> So there could be some more pain ahead. This is a global PMI, which I thought was an interesting chart. This is also from uh, the Charles Schwab session. I, I actually put the link to that session in if anybody wants to sit through an hour and a half and listen to all of it. Mm -hmm. But I basically extracted some of the, the key points and put them in my newsletter. Yeah. Global PMI, you can see where it's dropped below 50. That means contraction. Yep. And how that how that correlated to recessions previously. So in both of these recessions back here, it dropped below 50 and then it recovered. Dropped below 50 and then it recovered before it went much, much lower. We've just dropped below 50. We're not technically in a recession, but we could be in a recession because it hasn't really been called yet. But we could we could see a peak. So you know, GDP is implying the GDP number, just like you said, was higher than expected. Yeah. Could be implying that we're going to get this little recovery right here before we drop big time. Okay. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. We're just no. looking at historical trends, right? Yeah. This is what's happened in the past. The last yeah. time. Make, make your own but, guesses, folks. <laughs> make your own guess. And by the way, the 2001 recession was also an all at once, all in recession. 
No, absolutely. I tried to highlight that for folks is the last several sessions we have been through have been a kind of, it all turned off at the same time. Right. This one's going to be very different. I think what that means, Dan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is it will be longer than the average recession, but also shallower than the average recession. I definitely think it will be shallower. Um, and probably longer would make sense because it's rolling. Correct. Um, but what that means is that there'll be pain in some parts of it where there, there won't be pain in other parts. Yeah. And if you're, you're an astute observer of what's going on, you, you kind of, you can see the pain rolling, i.e. you and I both said it's coming to automotive right now, but maybe right. by Q3, Q4, it's left it and it's moved on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that automotive thing here in one second. Um, the, these are these, this, I'm at, we're actually looking at my newsletter right now. Um, so these, this is, this came from the, uh, capital group. So they actually showed the, the pre, this goes all the way back to 1950. So 72 years again, they showed the, the previous recessions and expansions, and you can see the expansions, you know, spend some time going up to the peak, but they don't spend much time getting back to the bottom. Mm. <laughs> so they, they drop off pretty fast. And this is the one we're in right now. Now, I put these in, as I often do, whenever I see charts like this that I go back 50 years, 70 years, I always put in where the secular bulls and the secular bears are. Right. I'm going to talk about this in the next session that we do, where we look at some of the data for next year. So, again, that's just an interesting chart. Uh, set recessions average is about 10 months. This one could last longer, but as you say, and I think, too, it's going to be a shallow one. Mm-hmm. So we may not get a lot. We may get some job losses. We may get below zero by early 23, mm -hmm. but it's going to be a slow process. It's not going to drop fast below zero. And GDP will probably slow down, but it's not going to be a dramatic slowdown. But it probably will last longer because it's going to move to different parts of the economy. And then this mm -hmm. one I, I've showed before, but... Um, just thought I this I saw it again with the latest rate hike. You can see this is this basically shows you the speed of the hikes. Yep. So all of these start at zero. Now for the current hike, it actually did start at zero. Yeah. Right. So this number here is right around where it actually is. Four point. Yeah, 4.25 right. to 4.4. They often call it 4.37. Right in there. Yeah, about 4.3. So that's where it actually is because it started at zero. These other ones did not start at zero. So you got to keep that in mind when you look at this chart. This is basically telling you the, the rate of change, the speed, the, the amount of time it took to get to the same level that we're at right now. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean 2004 was at the 4.3 level. I understand. May have been, high, may have been higher than that. But everything starting at equal, you can see that this one is a much more rapid rate hike than any of the other ones. Yeah, and the good news is I believe we're right near the cycle peak. I do believe we get two more quarters at, at, uh, in, in Feb and March, but you know we shall see. So interesting that you say that because the next chart that I put in there shows mm -hmm. this is what the projections are. This is oh, the look Fed at that. Fund. The market agrees with me. Fed, Fed funds implied rate. Yep. Right? Future projection showing a peak at 4.87 in May. It's currently at 4.33. So that would be a 25 basis point increase on February 1st and another 25 on March 16th. 
the beauty of that is I've called it for three or four months. So yeah, I just take a victory lap. And then at that point, I think the recession will, will be all but assured. Agreed. I agree with also, all of that. I also, the, roughly the time frame of the market recovery cited above in the March-April time frame, back up mm. to this chart I showed before, this one here. Yep. So, so you know, all this is kind of lining up as long. And, and you know, if the recession is going to be talked about, and this, there'll be a lot more talk about recession in this period. So I think the Fed is going to oh. stop in March. Agreed. And, and I think they'll act, even though they've said they, they will not cut in 23, I think they will be cutting in 23. Yeah, I disagree. They will not cut in 23. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, it's all right. I love it. I love disagreement. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more in the next session when we talk about some of the data for 23, yep. what things look like, just to show some of my standard charts. And, and I want I want you to keep these in mind or your viewers to keep them in mind for this next session as well, because I'm going to I'm going to actually spend some time on another newsletter that I get. And interestingly, a lot of the things that they talked about are the same things that I've talked about. Okay. So this one here shows the market. It shows, you know, where we've hit this downtrend line almost perfectly every single time and get rejected and we go lower. And then the percent of stocks above their 50-day moving average, when it gets up above, and you pointed this out when I showed this a couple of weeks ago, he said, oh, look, it's up near the top again. That means we're getting ready to go down. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happened. See this, this red vertical line, each case, when it gets up, this is 80 right up here. When it gets up at or above 80, that's when the market rolls over, and starts going back down. Mm. Um, this one's the long-term weekly chart. So 3,200 is the 62% Fibonacci level down here. Yeah. We, I think we might have a good chance of going down and hitting that now. Yeah, I think so. I think it's Q1. I think there's pain ahead. And then the beauty is, I think that's the bottom and we kind of build from there. So, yeah. Um, yep, I agree. And then, uh, my, powder going to work. My trusty VIX chart. Yeah, I can't look at VIX that. VIX is still, still going down even as the market goes down. It's crazy. Yeah. It's what's, crazy. what's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. 10 year treasury is inching back up slowly. Yeah. Yeah, but interesting. Yeah. And then th this is the uh, rotation Woo! chart. This is the one that this is the one that Tom Bowley used last year. Yeah, in the market vision, saying and remember the market vision was in January, so he was looking at December, saying, "Look, the market's going up, but all of the indicators are going down." Yeah, he got half of it right. I'll give him that. He got he got half the year right. Yeah. He was spot on for half the year. No question. And he marked the bottom in June, which what did turned out not to be the bottom. It went down in October again. But look at these indicators now. Yeah, that's Even though what I'm looking at. We've, Ugly. we've basically kind of gone sideways since June. They've gotten but look ugly. at look at these growth indicators now. They're well below where they were before. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. So the, the one final thing that I want to talk about is the XLY, this consumer discretionary. I mentioned this before, Amazon and Tesla make up the good part of it. Yep. Now, when we, we talked about maybe a month ago, and I brought this up, at that time, Amazon and Tesla combined made up 48% of 
consumer discretionary. Hmm. They now make up only 34%. <laughs> so they've suffered a little bit of pain, have they? Yeah, not only that, it's not just suffering pain. It's the it's the makeup of this ETF. This is an ETF. Mm-hmm. Makeup, it's a makeup of the holdings in this ETF. Got it. Which means big you. institutions are are getting Selling. out of these two and There's adding something. to other ones. I understand. I got you. Right. Yep. So if we want to look at Amazon and Tesla side by side, here's what they look like. This yeah. is a, the weekly chart. Wow, Amazon actually looks worse than Tesla. Amazon looks worse than Tesla, but Tesla is accelerating more. I was going to say Tesla is trying to catch up. Right. You know, Amazon's uh, went below the 200, tried to get it back above it, went below it again. This is a 200 week, by the way. It's a weekly chart. Wow. And then Tesla just dropped big time below it last week. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what happens here. Uh, there's somebody I follow uh, on YouTube. Again, YouTube channels have odd names. This, this channel is called Chicken Genius. Right. He just put a, and he's a Tesla bull. Let's be very clear. He's not like me who thinks like, what are you guys doing? He's a Tesla bull. A lot of his wealth came from Tesla. He thinks the the floor for Tesla is 60. Six zero. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. That's right down around here. This is This is the... That's this support level right down here. Yeah. I mean, there's not too much support left. No, they've taken after, it all out. After it gets below what it the closed 200, at. 200 day? Is that 200 day or 200 week? That's 200 week. Oh, my God. It got below the 200 week. Closed below 125 on Friday. That's not good. So, no, it's not good. So, yeah, it could, it could easily get to 60. And then Amazon also continues going down. So let's look at the the holdings in the XLK, which is the uh, technology. Yep. So the two two biggest ones in this were Apple and Microsoft, mm-hmm. and they made up about forty five or forty six percent a month ago, and they're 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 still hanging in there. They're still around forty five, forty four, forty five percent. Right, yep. Apple and Microsoft. And here's what they look like. They look much healthier. Yeah, Microsoft specifically. They're, but they're both but they're both still trending down. Yeah, they've both yeah. So n- none of this looks good in general for the market. I agree. And the the thing that worries me right now is that in in big sell-offs in the past they've and especially in this one because it's kind of been a slow train running right mm-hmm. all year it's been it's gone down it's gone back up but you can see pretty clearly you know right here it goes down it goes back up it hits this goes back down and keeps going down keeps getting lower lows all the way well at some point it just crashes which we actually is what i'd like to see if it gets to 3200 yeah i want 3200 to be a washout yeah, I wash want to feel good. Let everybody sell. Everybody gets out. Nobody wants to be in it anymore. I'm in cash right now, so I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, I've got um, I've got some dividends. I own Blackstone and J.P. Morgan. Yeah, yeah. By the way, next week uh, on the channel, next week we're, mm-hmm. I'm going to run the the uh, scan 
Oh yeah, the scan you did. Yeah, yeah. The on the scan. on the top dividend stocks. I like it. That's all I want to buy. I'm going to build yeah. a portfolio of 50k with dividend stocks. So I look yeah, forward well, to that. Well, I, we'll identify the top 20, yeah. and then we'll talk about um, stra a strategy of how to do it. Whether you could just buy them all at once if you want to on first yeah. day of January, or you can pick and choose, or you could wait for a buy signal and get yeah. into it then, and just add them one at a time. There we'll talk go. about that. I, Talk about that next yeah, week. I like it. You're going to help me deploy 50K, at least 50K. Right. Very cool. Um, but that's that's pretty much it for now. I think- yeah, um, do, do, do me a favor, show your newsletter, and we will get into topic number two. We're in a very precarious place in the market right now. Oh, I'm excited. This is what I, yeah, I'm excited where we are. Um, Breakpoint trading coming. at gmail.com. Just send me an email and I'll add you to the list. I'll send you this week's- um, mm -hmm. I love this cartoon of uh, SBF up here. Yeah. Uh, uh, ouch. ouch. It's not as competent as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> competent. Competent. Yeah. As I thought. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Dan, thank you I'll, so much. Uh, I'll send this week's newsletter and then you'll be added for the ones in the future. If you want to be taken off, just send me a note. I'll take it off. No problem. Perfect. Thanks, brother.